If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the rap. For the week ending September 22, this is The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology podcast with all the big new things in one little package. And new is exactly where we want to be because this week, most things are new and within reach, as the word new becomes one of those things you can reach out and touch, rather than merely struggle to grasp slightly out of reach. That's definitely the case with Apple's iOS 11, the latest version of Apple's mobile operating system for its iPhone and iPad, which this week has made its way out for owners of those devices, just in time for the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus, which see release from today, September 22. Available for most current devices made by Apple, the new release provides a more clear way to multitask, something that will effectively make the iPad as close to a laptop as the tablet has ever been. And that's good news for people unsure of where their iPad fits in the world. Is it a tablet for the viewing of content? Do you just use it to play Angry Birds with your kids? Or can you do something more? Aside for that inclusion, you'll also find a new Files app to let you do more of the phone and tablet, basically downloading files and PDFs and having some place to store them and access them. There's an auto-on driving mode that can silence your notifications while you're driving and a new support for augmented reality. There's that word new again, because with iOS 11, Apple is finally on board with augmented reality, also known as mixed reality, where the digital world can filter into your viewing of the real world, and it's great for entertainment and educational entertainment and pretty much any time where you want the digital world to interact with your what you're experiencing of the real world. Now, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, you should be able to get the most recent version of iOS today, and it should be relatively bug-free, as the development of iOS 11 has had quite a long beta period. Also new is what's going on with Google, and what's going on with Google? Well, first is news that we'll hear about a new phone in early October, which means a new Pixel and Pixel XL is on the way. While the other news is big and new, with word that Google hasn't really bought HTC like many expected, but it has kind of paid for a bunch of HTC employees to come and work at the company. It's a big deal, that one, and one worth a whopping 1.1 billion US dollars, with the whole thing likely helping Google to retain some of its lead over competitors like Samsung and Apple, and continue the work of HTC's business, which includes both its smartphones and its Vive VR business, two things Google tends to go big on you think about it, HTC made the most recent Pixel phones, and HTC makes the Vive, one of the most successful virtual reality headsets, and Google has Daydream VR. It makes a lot of sense when you think about it, and we can only imagine the sort of things that the companies plan on doing together. And also new is the Samsung Galaxy Note 8, which has gone on sale and provides what is arguably the biggest mobile experience you can have in a smartphone without carrying a full-fledged tablet around. In fact, the Note series is the original device range behind the big phone, something a few companies didn't think would work and then joined anyway because it did so well. That mentality has helped some phablets like the iPhone Plus series models come to life, but Samsung has continued to try to evolve the range, making them more than just a really big phone. Last year, however, that phone series backfired, kind of literally, thanks to battery issues that unfortunately caught fire. There was news everywhere and we hate to dwell, so we won't, as the phone outside of those safety issues was actually spectacular. And this year Samsung is back, reviving the range so as not to let it end on that rather unfortunate note, no pun intended. This year consumers will get the Galaxy Note 8, a handset that delivers more than just a big screen in the mobile package, but wow, it's a big screen. It's uh, one of those full-length massive displays like we saw in the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus, and it tops out at a whopping 6.3 inches. In fact, the screen here can actually kind of swallow the entire Galaxy S8 entirely, making it a positively massive phone 
the one that fits in roughly the same size as what you find with the plus-size iPhone. But this isn't just a big phone. Rather, Samsung's Galaxy Note 8 returns the clicking S Pen at the bottom of the handset to let you scribble and draw on the handset for notes and such. And you can now do cute little animations and you can translate words, so it's fairly feature-packed. The Bixby button is still there, so Samsung's kinda useful AI is here. We don't use it very often, but it is there. And we're hearing reports that an update might be rolling out making it possible to switch off that button. Great for those of us who may not want to use it right now, or ever. Really, the strength in Samsung's Note 8, aside for the pen, is what's happened to the specs in the camera, and both of those have seen a bump and are now better than ever. For instance, you get mostly the same hardware from the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus, but now you get even more memory, bumping this up to 6GB, and that has had a tremendous effect. Apps feel faster, multitasking feels better, the eye scanner that you actually unlock the phone with has never felt more quick and works exceedingly well, and if you use Samsung's DeX desktop PC converter, everything just works the way you feel it's supposed to. You put the phone in and you load up the apps and it all kind of just works, it flies. The camera delivers much the same experience as one becomes two and Samsung adopts the methodology set forth by devices like the iPhone 7 Plus, offering two cameras sporting optical image stabilization, one of which just happens to be your regular viewpoint and the other which just happens to be, well, closer. There are some differences in quality overall, but by and large it's hard to find fault in images shot in daylight with the Note 8 camera. Nighttime's not bad either, but really light helps this camera a lot. And all of this helps to make this one of Samsung's best phones yet. But it is big. I mean, it's, it's really big. We can't understate that. And it's also not cheap. Hitting the absolute high of just a dollar shy of $1,500, making it one of the most expensive Android phones you can find. The fingerprint sensor placement could also do with some work. Sitting in the rather awkward position of next to the cameras and ready to help you smudge those cameras with your finger, but you'll also find some cool features like water resistance is built in of course, there's still your 3.5mm headset, that's handy, there's a glass body with wireless charging and pretty much every possible fixing you'd need. Samsung makes a really compelling argument for its Note 8 handset. It does support virtual reality, you'll need a new VR headset, but that new VR headset will support all the old Samsung handsets that were previously compatible with VR as well. We liked it more than we expected, and that's even with its enormous size. Why, it's even bigger than the show. Though that wouldn't be hard, because Pickers the Wrap is a relatively small show. Why, it's so small that it's over. Yes, it's actually over. Nothing to see here, no, nothing at all, just to hear us. Time to go home. You've been listening to The Wrap, Pickers Technology Podcast, and we'll be back same time next week for more news and reviews. Until then, be sure to have a tremendous week, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care. Take care.